Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021, and you know what that means. That's right. It is Loki Wednesday here in the podcast. We are talking about episode three, Lamentous. So if you have not watched the latest episode of Marvel's Loki, stop what you're doing right now. Shut the podcast off. Go watch it. Come on back because we're getting into some spoiler territory here with this episode. So you have been warned. Now, a little bit of uh, housekeeping here before we get rolling. Don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. And quick little uh, thing here to note is um, if you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find a link down below to the Enthusiast Life Patreon. And uh, over there, you know, if you join up with that, you get access to the patron podcast a little bit earlier than the regular feed. Plus, you get a chance to be on the podcast. And the best part, you get exclusive access to the Enthusiast Life uh, Discord server, where we've created an incredible community of like-minded folks talking about everything from Loki to all the Star Wars to High Republic to video games to movies. Everything you hear about on the show, that's what we're talking about in the Discord. So you can find a link down below and how you can join that and help support the podcast. So let's jump in here, guys. Episode three. Now, where we left off with the last episode, Loki was jumping through the portal with the quote. I'm going to call her quote unquote female Loki, who we did learn now in this episode. She's going by Sylvie. There's a little bit of a, a banter kind of back and forth where he co- tries to call her Loki, and she says, "I don't go by that anymore. I'm Sylvie." And uh, so yes, this is now Sylvie that he is with, kind of traveling here through time, and they end up on the planet of Lamentis. Uh, because they actually, she goes to the TVA ready to go up those golden elevators uh, that she finds out by, uh, was that, Hunter C-20 that she kind of enchants her mind. And we did learn that last episode that she did give away the location of the Timekeepers because that is her plot. Just like what Loki, Loki pretty much wants to destroy them and take over the TVA. Not quite sure about Sylvie. Sylvie's plan when Loki kind of throws it out to her seems to be she just wants the destruction of uh, <laughs> the timekeepers. I don't think really think she wants to take it over or take them over or take over the TVA. I think she just wants to destroy them, what they're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we see them go back to the TVA and uh, ultimately get into a pretty, well, before they get into a fight, we see her, Sylvie. I mean, she's got some some fighting chops to her, right? We see her kicking some ass against some of those TVA agents, which was awesome to see. I mean, we see her fight later on as well, uh, kind of when they're on that arc on Lamentis. Uh, but she definitely has some skill. And I mean, even Loki himself, a lot of times you see him always getting kicked to the ground and sliding across the ground. I mean, how many shots have you seen of Loki sliding across the ground towards the camera? Uh, many, many shots. But but the guy still has a little bit of fighting chops to him. But it seems like Sylvie can hold her own maybe a little bit better than him. Um, they do go at it a little bit. And we get some good funny moments of them um, really just wanting to kill each other, I guess is the right way to say it. Um, but then it ends up that Loki gets the, um, the Tempad and just shoots them off into what ends up being the future, 2077, to Lamentis, who, if you know this planet, it's actually on the edge of Kree space. I actually had to, I looked that up, because I was like, what, what is this place? Um, I don't really know any other stories if we've seen this in the comics, but um, it does say it is on the edge of Kree space. So maybe, I mean, the way this episode ends, they're still stuck there. Uh, so maybe we're going to get a cameo of some point or, or something from um, you know, the Kree maybe in this episode that could maybe tie it into something we'll see in the future with like, you know, Secret Invasion or with the, the Marvel's movie. I, you know, I don't know if we're going to go that route. Um, but uh, they get stuck there. Essentially, Lamentis is a planet whose moon is cr- getting set to crash into it. And it's yet again another disaster. Now, what's interesting about this disaster is 
what we learned before and kind of where Sylvie has been hiding is that every disaster, um, she hides there because there can be no, um, none of that energy, right? Because there is no variance um, in the timeline in those events. But in this event at the end, we see this arc that is leaving, which you would think then, okay, well, in the sacred timeline, does that arc always leave? Although in the beginning, they said there is no survivors, right? She said everybody dies, that there is nobody that survives this event. And then at the end, of course, when they get stranded there, it's because the arc that they're trying to get on to leave or to get the power for the Tempad gets completely destroyed. Was Is that part of the sacred timeline or is that now the, their actions cause a variant, a variance in that situation? We don't know. So my guess is that maybe there is some sort of variation there because maybe the fight on the train kind of led the um, the police or whoever on that train to maybe take a couple different actions that they normally would take and that arc gets destroyed. And now that's how the TVA is going to know where they are, right? Because we don't see the TVA show up in on Lamentis, right? We they get it when they're on the train and they're kind of getting attacked by the police that are on that train. It's not the TVA that shows up. So, you know, now this is going to kind of tip off the TVA to the location of where they are within the timeline and maybe they're going to come and get them. But in the same sense, you know, Sylvie said there are no survivors. So that arc probably never leaves then. So I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting little thing. And again, that's why time travel just blows my mind. It, it always, there's so many possibilities of way things can go. It just drives me crazy, man. Totally crazy. Um, we did get some great kind of exposition uh, through some conversations of Sylvie. Um, you know, this, this uh, like her history, right? I mean, we do learn that her mother was barely there. She barely knew her mother where, you know, Loki, we get some great conversation of him kind of reminiscing about his mom and, and just how how much he truly did love her. And, and Sylvie does point out like, well, was she really your mother? Like, and he was like, no, I'm adopted. But, you know, in the end, yeah, it's, it's, it's his mom. She's the one that raised him. She's the one that for all the mischief and everything that he does, it always comes back really to her and, and the love of her. And, you know, it's it's funny, you even see, it's kind of a great parallel to even Thor that we see in Endgame, right? When he goes back and has to visit his mom. I mean, the love those two have for their mother um, is never ending. I mean, their father, obviously, they're, they're loyal to Odin and, and all that, but it seems like their relationship with their mom was really the one that um, kind of kept them going. And, and whenever there is any goodness, it's not coming from Odin. Odin's, uh, you know, impression on them. It's it's actually from what their mother and how she was able to basically shape them. Uh, it is kind of funny. At one point, she asks, you know, what makes a Loki a Loki? And uh, our Loki says, uh, you know, independence, authority, and style. Like, I love that. Like, what a great explanation or description of Loki. You know, independence, they just do their own thing, which is partly why I think he's had so many problems learning about the TVA and about, you know, from when Mobius is saying things like, you know, oh, you think it's your choice? Oh, okay. Like, you, you're not making your choice. The sacred timeline is set. But Loki's like, no, independence is what makes me me, and I'm making these decisions. These things weren't set in stone. This isn't, um, you know, my, uh, my path. It's my choice. I'm choosing to do these things. Um, and then, of course, style is just... Um, just crazy. Uh, I love, you know, we get kind of, we learn about her ability to enchant. And we see that obviously right in the beginning uh, where she enchanted the uh, the Hunter C-20. And, um, you know, uh, we see it again as she kind of enchants the, the police officer. Um, Loki himself, 
you know, we we saw him do that obviously with the Cosmic Cube, right, in Avengers, but he wasn't able to do it himself. Um, she actually taught herself how to do this and kind of manipulate minds. And we learn that she goes back into people's memories and pulls from those memories and uh, is able to, uh, you know, make them see something. She mentions how some minds are weak. Some of the people are right there with her. And, uh, you know, that was kind of at the end, kind of the bombshell of this episode. At the end is we learn that the TVA agents, those who work, um, they're people who, you know, basically their memories have been manipulated. She's able to go into this Hunter C-20. And I keep saying Hunter C-20 because on the subtitles, I watched it with the subtitles. That, that was what they um, called her. Um, she was able to pull a memory from when she loved margaritas years ago and essentially sit at the table with her. And, you know, we we kind of get two descriptions of it or, or um, you know, we see it twice, basically, where the first one is, you know, she's trying to find out where the elevator is. And this person's like, you know, I, I don't know you. And then kind of kicks back over and she kind of continues it again, but kind of in a little bit of a different setting to kind of make her feel a little bit more comfortable. And, um, you know, that's a big deal now because a couple of things. One, that kind of could point into where we're going next. You know, when these TVA agents show up to try eventually, because I mean, they're going to come across them again at some point, unless they decide to hop off Lamentis and, and end up somewhere else. But I have a feeling the TVA agents are going to show up and kind of, they're, they're going to be able to manipulate their minds using this enchantment and basically open their minds, not really manipulate them, open their minds and whatever's blocking these memories for these agents and say, hey, you've been slaves to the timekeepers all this time. Like overthrowing them or at least confronting them with the truth is what we need to do. And maybe somehow some of these TV agents are going to come on the side of Sylvie and Loki. Um, you know, but Mobius, we had his, his description of what they, what they're there for. And Loki kind of called him out like, well, what are you going to do when everything is set straight? And he's like, well, just that's, that's it, right? There really is no plan. It's really no plan because that just shows that Mobius doesn't have self-will or the TV agents just don't have self-will, right? They're not like a Loki that has independence. They basically are under the guidance and essentially just the direction of the timekeepers who tell them what to do. And they just, they, that's all they know. There's no other choice because their memories and everything from the past are gone. So I think when those agents are really confronted with the truth and they understand that, wait a minute, you know, this isn't a trick. This, this is real. They're all going to turn on those timekeepers. And what does that mean? Like what is going to happen there? You know, I, I love how, you know, with WandaVision, Mephisto kept coming up like, oh, well, this is going to lead to Mephisto. In my head, every episode I watched, I'm like, oh, well, that's how we're going to get to Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness. Like right now, my mind is thinking here, okay, well, when these TV agents become aware of their past and aware of kind of what's happening here, that the timekeepers may be the ones that go crazy and just mess up all the timeline and say, see, well, we had this sacred timeline and everything was fine and you were fine with it. But now, nope, we're going to show you what will happen if we don't have control and you don't do as we say. And then that's when the multiverse of madness happens. Maybe that's the route we're going on. Maybe it's not these uh, charges going out there and wreaking havoc on the timeline, which, by the way, we didn't get any any information on that. So uh, what's happening there? You know, we're, we're, we're on... Lamentus for we we learned it was twelve hours from when they first got there to when the the planet was going to be destroyed. That's how much time has passed. Like with, with those charges out there, although I guess with time travel, time really doesn't pass like that. I don't know. Although Mobius told again, Mobius told us that you have to do it in real time. And again, my mind exploding because of time travel. Like there's just so many things to think about um, when it comes to that. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I think that, you know, that truth now is, is a big deal. And, and the fact that they know it, and that's something they can use against the TV agents, especially with her ability to enchant, um, they're going to be able to kind of use utilize that um, and give them the upper hand against, against the agents. And, and not really using it against them, but just as a way to uh, kind of manage them and, and confuse them, essentially. Um, you know, in terms of abilities, I mean, we get a great couple great scenes of, of Loki kind of cloaking himself as somebody else. I mean, when they go and they, the first woman they come across on Lamentis, uh, I love that scene where the lady just immediately, she's like, my husband's never said anything nice like that in 30 years. Like, that was just, that was funny. Um, the whole train scene obviously was great. Um, you know, a little bit of chemistry there between Loki and Sylvie. And, you know, we'll see kind of where this goes at the end. A little bit odd, I think, that you would be kind of falling in love with a, a different a variant version of yourself i guess that's kind of a, a strange thing but you know maybe that's the only way loki um can find love right i mean he he clearly loves himself right he's a he's an egotistical person uh, or god i guess i should say so who better to fall in love with than himself right a, a different version of himself um but you know when they're on the train and she falls asleep and then wakes up but of course he's singing and dancing i mean that that's loki right that's classic i thought that was just just great uh and then that was an awesome fight scene as well um just fantastic the final shot of the sh- episode kind of like the last i guess you want to say maybe three and a half four minutes when they're kind of running through the city trying to go around awesome awesome cinematography they're going inside outside the camera constantly panning where you kind of see the planet up above or the moon that kind of busting open and then they run inside and they're fighting and and just you know flipping all over that and then at the end you when you see the ark get destroyed um great great shot i mean probably one of the best shot scenes um in all of the uh tv shows we've seen up to this point uh visually i thought that was just just awesome um, you know, because it was more of a fantastical scene. I think back like the Falcon Winter Soldier, probably that, that opening scene of the whole series where Falcon's kind of flying through the, the canyon and all that was just incredible. Um, but this, because it wasn't really crowded in reality like that one, it was more of this fantastical place. Um, I thought that was awesome. Uh, the music choices, again, the music, the opening music to this one was cool too. I, I kind of started playing. I'm like, what is this song? Like, where are we going? Like, this is, this is strange. Um, but a uh, great episode again, you know, and, and now, you know, as always, these episodes give us something to think about, something to chew on here for a week. And the big one now is what does the knowledge that those TVA agents have a history somewhere and it's been buried by the timekeepers? Like, wh- what is the purpose of that? Like, I mean, obviously, the timekeepers want to keep this sacred timeline, but why? That's the biggest question. Now, knowing that is Why? And are there, like these people, how are they chosen to be TVA agents and have their memories essentially wiped? Why are these individual people chosen? What is it about them? Well, actually, we did learn right now that I'm, that I'm talking a lot about their variants themselves. So we learned that their variants, they're basically taking the variants, which, you know, I guess if you kind of look at it from that angle, like these are variants anyway. So like, oh yeah, get them to work for us, wipe their mind. Is that what the, um, what did they say they were going to do to Loki in the very beginning? And Loki was like, oh, what does that mean? And he thought that it was like, they're going to kill him. I forget what that term is that they use. I, that's what it is. Bet you that's what it is. So these variants come in, they get judged, and then, oh, I wish I, I can't think of it right now, guys, again, because I'm, I'm just, I record this literally minutes after watching the episode. But that's probably what it is. When they, when they um, get judged, like Loki was in the beginning, and instead Mobius argues, no, I need him to basically have his memories intact so he can help me track down sylvie essentially is what we you know is going to happen 
before they wipe him and just make him just a regular agent of um, of the TVA, which then makes you wonder, you know, Lokis, we, we kind of learn that Sylvie isn't, doesn't even seem to be the first Loki to come through there. How many of the other TVA agents there are Lokis? And if anything, are all the TVA agents Lokis, right? Because Loki is independent. He's stylish. You know, all of that, that he just said a Loki is, are all those TVA agents other Lokis? There's something to chew on here for the week, maybe. Maybe that's going to be the case. That's going to kind of be the interesting bit here at the end, that there's just been so many Lokis throughout all time, and they have all these variant Lokis, and uh, the timekeepers basically have to keep him in check because he's the one that destroys the sacred timeline constantly. Mm, there you go. Think about that. All right, well, let's wrap it up there, guys. You know, as always, don't forget, please hit me up your thoughts on this episode. I love to hear from you guys about what you're thinking here when you start a conversation over on Twitter or email me. So on Twitter, at Marturk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Of course, you can email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. So until then, everybody, we'll be back again tomorrow. We have some good stuff to talk about. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to do that. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great rest of your day. And we'll catch you next time.